Good evening and welcome to tonight's edition of the UEFA Champions League show. Wherever you are tuning in to this edition from, welcome to the most exciting, informative and educative sports show on the calling platform. With yours truly, Philip Alimo, I have love for sports. On the program today, we'll be looking at the last set of games for the year 2021 in the Bundesliga, in the Premiership, in the Italian Serie and Spanish La Liga. A number of records were broken across board, across the various leagues, and I'm going to give you all the information that you need. So this evening, it's a packed program. It's a packed show. I'll be giving you the results from the last set of games, match day 17, that was played in the German Bundesliga, after which I'll give you the highlights of the games that was played. Bayern Munich played Wolfsburg in Munich. And they beat Wolfsburg by four goals to nil. RB Leipzig lost by two goals to nil to Armenia Bellefield in Leipzig. Frankfurt beat FC Mainz by a goal to nil. Offenheim drew 1-1 with Borussia Mönchengladbach. Bochum lost 1-0 to Union Berlin. Greuterfurt were held to a goalless draw by Osberg. Hetta Berlin, yes, they beat Borussia Dortmund by three goals to two. Freiburg beat by Leverkusen by two goals to one. And FC Cologne beat Stuttgart by a lone goal. We'll take the FC Bayern Munich game, and I'll tell you after which I will also give you the details of the record that was broken in that game. Dombski, usually the man to make Wolfsburg shudder. A reference to his famous goal haul in 2015. Julian Nagelsmann was in a much happier pre-match frame of mind than his opposite number, Florian Kofet. Wolfsburg had lost six competitive games in a row. Bayern fans didn't have to wait long. Just seven minutes in, Serge Gnabry, fresh from a hat-trick and two assists against Stuttgart, forcing Kuhn Castells to parry into the path of Thomas Müller, who gleefully offered the scoring in his milestone 400th Bundesliga appearance. Just the kind of start Wolfsburg didn't want. They did try to respond straight away. Riedle Baku setting up the club's joint second all-time scorer back Weghorst before Manuel Neuer got in the way. Vechhorst was able to discomfort Alfonso Davies. Thomas Müller's goal was the difference at the break on a cold night at the Allianz Arena. Twelve minutes into the second half, Bayern cracked the Wolfsburg nut again. Müller getting his league-high 13th assist of the season in teeing up Daya Upamecano's maiden goal for Bayern. Upamecano had got 38 Bundesliga matches without scoring, dating back to his time with Leipzig. The floodgates were truly forced wide open when Leroy Zane scored with a glorious curler that evoked memories of a certain Arjen Robin. 3 0 on 59 minutes. It was a matter of how many for the league leaders. Zane bagging his fifth of the campaign. There was still the matter of whether Robert Lewandowski could break the record for Bundesliga goals in a calendar year, which of course he did. Three minutes from the end. 43 league goals for Lewandowski in 2021. Gerd Müller's previous mark had stood for nearly half a century. FC Bayern Munich versus Wolfsburg. In that game, like you rightly heard, Lewandowski broke the record. Two records, actually. And I'm going to give you Robert Lewandowski equaled Ronaldo's record of 69 goals in a calendar year and broke Gerard Muller's record 
for most Bundesliga goals in a calendar year. All at the age of 33. What is the most goals that has been scored in a calendar year? I'm going to give you that information. The most goals scored in a, cal- scored in a calendar year. The record is held by Lionel Messi. In the year 2012, he played 69 games, scored a whopping 91 goals, and provided 22 assists. Is the current record order for most goals in a calendar year. And the second, guess who? Cristiano Ronaldo. This was done in 2013. He played 59 games, scored 69 goals, and recorded 15 assists. And in 2021, Robert Lewandowski, in 58 games, scored 69 goals, and provided 13 assists. That is the record in the German Bundesliga. We'll be taking the highlights of other games as well in the Bundesliga. Let's go to that game, which Eta Berlin beat Borussia Dortmund by three goals to two. Erling Haaland, the spearhead of the second-best attack in the Bundesliga, arrived in Germany's capital with his Dortmund teammates to take on the second-leakiest defence in the division in Hertha Berlin in what for the two sides was the last game of 2021. Dortmund were without several regulars and playing with a makeshift defence that nearly came to grief a quarter of an hour into the game when a mix-up between Marin Pongracic and Axel Witzel gave youngster Jürgen Ecklenkamp a massive opportunity to put his side ahead, an opportunity he didn't take. Just past the 30-minute mark, Dortmund got the goal that they'd been working towards when Erling Haaland broke through but was dispossessed by Maximilian Mittelstedt, only for the ball to break to the feet of Julian Brandt, who nipped in to add a seventh goal to his career tally against Hertha. A goal down at the break. Berlin fans may have been forgiven for anticipating a blue Christmas. Hertha's second half began as their first had with them creating chances, but the difference after the restart was that they took them. Six minutes into the second period, Ishak Belfodil, who hadn't scored in over 1,500 minutes of football, bagged his first for Hertha since his move from Hoffenheim to level it up. After the goal, Dortmund's defence lost its way and the home team were on hand to exploit their insecurity. Moyazan Mauer, leader's pass to Marco Richter six minutes later allowed him just enough time to pick out a spot unreachable for Marvin Hicks and put his side in front for the first time of the game. It was Richter who powered home a shot 12 minutes later to make it 3-1 after Belfodil's shot had been stopped by Marvin Hicks as Dortmund's rickety defence was exposed again. Richter's fifth goal of the season was a new personal best for him and his first brace for Hertha. The black and yellows tried to rally and when substitute Stefan Tigges headed home his second of the campaign with just under 10 minutes to play, it looked as if Dortmund might just squeeze a point out of the game. But Hertha held on for a while. Deserved victory. They kept the prolific Erling Haaland quite. Yes, that is that for that game. Eta Berlin beat Borussia Dortmund by three goals to two. I'll be giving you who the top scorers are in the German Bundesliga. So Robert Lewandowski, after 17 games. Is the top goal scorer with 19 goals. Patrick of Bayer Leverkusen with 16 goals. Erling Haaland with 13 goals. And Anthony Modesti of FC Cologne with 11 goals. Those are the top four goal scorers in the German Bundesliga. I'll be Leipzig lost to Armenia Bellefield and we take excerpts of that game. Weekend top scorer Christopher Nkunku were counting on home comforts to end the year on a high note. They entertain Bielefeld looking to continue their unbeaten start under Domenico Tedesco. All six of Leipzig's wins so far this season have come at the red.
FC's wins so far this season have come at the Red Bull Arena, but they found it heavy going trying to break down a compact and well-organised Bielefeld side, Leipzig restricted to speculative attempts in the opening stages. The hosts dominated possession, but were unable to force a save out of standing Bielefeld keeper Stefanos Capino. Nkunku never really looked like adding to his seven goals in the league so far, and frustration was growing ever greater as the half drew to a close. Tedesco's clear mandate is to secure Champions League qualification. This is a club that has created lofty expectation. But they were left stunned just before the hour mark as Bielefeld took the lead. After Nkunku lost possession, Yanni Serra launched a lightning counter-attack. And the summer signing continued his run to finish the move and register his first ever top-flight goal. And since promotion in 2020, Armenia have never lost in games in which they've taken the lead. Moments later, Serra was replaced by Fabian Klaus on an afternoon he'll never forget. But Klaus's day at the office was short-lived. An over-the-top challenge on Vili Orban ten minutes later resulted in a red card. Any hopes that Leipzig may have had the game would swing in their favour were extinguished with a quarter of an hour remaining. After giving the ball away cheaply once again, they failed to close down Masaya Okugawa in the area, who then slotted home his fifth goal of the season. Four of them have come in the last seven games, and it was the first time this season that the Bundesliga's lowest scorers had registered two goals in the same match. It was Armenia's first ever victory over Leipzig and the first defeat of the Domenico Tedesco era. That is it for that game in which RB Leipzig lost to Armenia Belfield. How is the table looking like as a result of the outcome for match day 17? I'm going to give you the top six teams on the table after match day 17. Bayern Munich at top with 43 points and plus 40 goals difference. Borussia Dortmund, they are second with 34 points and 15 goals difference. Freiburg third with 29 points and 12 points difference. And Bayer Leverkusen, they are fourth with 12 points, with 12 goals difference and 28 points. Offenheim, they are fifth also with 28 points and plus nine goal, goals difference. Sixth is Frankfurt. After 17 games, they have 27 goals at 27 points plus three goals difference. So that is how the table is looking like in the German Bundesliga. In fact, the position between the third place team and the sixth place team, the difference between them is just two points between the third place and the sixth team and the sixth place team. Anyone wonders? And keep saying the German Bundesliga is a boring league. It's not competitive. Bayern, uh, Bayern Munich is always bulldozing their way through the league. It's not really true. And on your most informative and educative sports show, I'm going to give you all the statistics from 2012-2013 up until date. In 2012-2013, Bayern Munich won the league with 25 points. 2013-2014, they won it with 19 points. 2014, 2015, they won it with 10 points. 2015, 2016, they won it with 10 points. 2016, 2017, they won it with 15 points. 2017, 2018, 21 points. 2018, 2019, they won with just two points. 2019, 2013, uh, 2019, 2020, with 13 points. 2020, 2021, they won it with 13 points again. And 2021, 2022 league season, they are currently leading with just nine points. And the difference between the third place team and the sixth place team is just two points. So it's a very highly competitive league and you can only expect the best from that league, from that league, from that league. Over the weekend, a number of games were also played in the English Premier League. 
Some were also suspended, but I'm going to give you the statement from the Premier League board. From the Premier League board. The Premier League board decided against a circuit break after a COVID meeting. After a Premier League stakeholders meeting on Monday, six of the 10 Premier League games were postponed at the weekend with outbreaks of COVID impacting several clubs. The Premier League has decided against postponing a full round of fixtures amid COVID-19 outbreaks at various clubs. Six of this weekend's 10 Premier League games were postponed on Thursday. But the league had maintained fixtures would continue where safely possible. After a Premier League stakeholders meeting on Monday, the league decided to continue as planned with a schedule where possible. The FA is also considering scrapping third and fourth round FA Cup replays this season to help reduce the fixture congestion. I'll be giving you highlights of the few games that were played over the weekend and which games were played. I'm going to give you all the details you need to know. Manchester City beat Newcastle by four goals to nil. And in so doing, they broke a record. They beat their record for most goals in a calendar year set the record for most Premier League wins in a a calendar year. Eighth straight league win. Manchester City are cruising in the Premier League. They beat the record for top flight goals in a calendar year with 106 goals in 2021. And 34 wins in 2021. The Premier League record for most wins in a calendar year. Chelsea dropped points at a way to Wolves, another stalemate for the Blues, as they now find themselves six points adrift of Manchester City at the top of the Premier League after a goalless draw game with Wolves over the weekend. Liverpool also dropped vital points after that 2-2 draw game with Tottenham. I'm going to give you first the highlights of the game between Manchester City and Newcastle United. We take excerpts of that game. A win away from guaranteeing top spot at Christmas. Kept it alive. Play forward towards Jao Cancelo, who's kept it in play. A misjudgment, Ruben Diaz. What a start for City. Jao Cancelo with another assist. Ruben Diaz with his second goal in the month. And City in front already. That's lovely from Jao Cancelo. Keeps on going, Jao Cancelo. Oh, 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 brilliant. His 100th appearance as a blue. He already has an assist. Now he has a goal. It's a lovely ball towards Bernardo Silva. Jesus! Oh, that's a great save by Dubravka. Jesus thought he'd scored. And it goes towards Ichenko. Mares! 3 0. No. The flag denies City. Although it doesn't, it will count. It was just onside, and Mares has his 50th goal as a blue, and City have the points for sure. It's a good tackle, but it breaks to be crossed. Wilson, that's a brilliant save from Edison. He wants a clean sheet. The ball is perfect to Jesus. Jesus keeps on going, and there's a tap in for Raheem Sterling. For City, and they've leveled the goal difference with Liverpool. So that is it for that game. Newcastle lost by four goals to nil. We'll take the highlights of the game between 
Tottenham and Liverpool, which ended 2-2. Harry Kane got his first goal of the league season. And I'm also going to give you his reactions after the highlights of this game. That's Alexander Arnold, that's Robertson, and it's a big chance and it's a big miss. James Milner, a shot deflected, Hugo Lloris able to take. Alexander Arnold, it's beaten away by Lloris. And Dumbelli, and that's for Kane, and that's a goal. And Harry Kane scores against Liverpool again. And Joel Matip has some trouble here. It's a two-on-one against him. And it's the ball for Son. And he can't take the chance. And Son's away again. He's got Kane in support. He couldn't take the ball in initially. But finally... <laughs> pass for Deli Alley. Oh, got a feeling Alisson saved that, you know. And if he has, he could have saved Liverpool in this game. Sadio Mane on the charge again. Can't find Diogo Jota. This is Andrew Robertson. And Diogo Jota, goal! Well, he's been quiet so far, but you can't keep him quiet for long. Robertson providing Diogo Jota scoring. Conate waits on the edge of the penalty area. Mane's cross. Trent Alexander-Arnold! Oh, he caught it a treat, but he got it maybe too well. Well, that's a header by... Oh! Diogo Jota again, that spring and that leap. What a lovely run by Dele Alli. And Kane is there. Oh, it's brilliant. Here's Diogo Jota. And still. And Salah's there. Oh, Mane was there as well. And it's away by the goalkeeper. But not now. It's Andrew Robertson who pops up inside the penalty area. What's he doing there? How did he get there? Who cares? And that's on for Son. And Alisson is coming. He's fisted and Son scores. Oh, for once, Alisson can't get there. Andrew Robertson's going to get a yellow card now for that challenge. It's a red card for the Liverpool fullback. Take him away with a point. Tottenham 2, Liverpool 2. Yes, that game ended. Tottenham 2, Liverpool 2. The other game that was also played over the weekend was Leeds United versus Arsenal. With Arsenal back to winning ways and finding the rhythm amid all the issues in their camp with the captaincy row. It's not really affected them at all. After their 2-0 victory over West Ham, they recorded a 4-1 victory over Leeds United at Leeds and will take excerpts of that game where Arsenal beat Leeds by four goals to one. Let's take excerpts of that game. Good running here from Saka. Lacazette tees it up. All down goes Granite Xhaka. Mariner was right behind it. Martinelli! It's going to count. And Arsenal take the lead early on at Ellen Road. While everybody looked to see whether Andre Mariner was going to give a penalty, Martinelli took full advantage. And Ailing drives forward. Again, it's a misplaced pass. It might well open up for Arsenal here. Xhaka down the middle. Martinelli, is he away? He is. It's two. Two for the Gunners. Two for the Brazilian. And Arsenal really are taking full advantage of their opportunities. Xhaka with the pass. Martinelli waits for the goalkeeper and just lifts it over him. Beautiful finish. 2-0 Arsenal. Odegaard, that's a lovely ball forward for Saka. Gonna fall for Lacazette, maybe. Saka again, still Saka. Oh, and it's gone in. It's taken a slight deflection beyond Bellier. And Arsenal lead by three goals to nil. Click back to Gelhart. Challenge from White, it's a penalty. Rafinha versus Ramsdale. And he crashes it into the top corner, sending Ramsdale the wrong way. Intercepted by Smith Rowe. Odegaard. Through for Emil Smith Rowe, drives it in. And again, he comes off the bench to score. 
Six goals in his last seven league appearances. Three in a row. Arsenal lead 4-1. Yes, Arsenal finished that game beating Leeds United by four goals to one. Harry Kane scored his first goal of the league season. Yes, he's had a very rough patch this season. And we'll be hearing from Harry Kane, his reaction and the red card challenge on Andrew Robertson in that game against Liverpool. So let's take Harry Kane's reaction. We'll be taking Jorgen Klopp's reactions as well. But first, with Harry Kane. a thunderous game of football. Yeah, it was a... It was a great game to, to be involved in, and I'm sure it's a great game to watch as well. Uh, plenty of chances at both ends. You know, we had some some clear chances. You know, we had some some clear chances that that we had to do better with, to be honest. Um, but yeah, overall, it was a tough battle against a, a very good side. Um, and it's, it's a point. Obviously, we want to we want to win these games, but that we move move forward to the next one now. Do you think you had enough chances of quality that today really you should have had all three points? I think so. I think especially when we had one nil up as well. I think we had two clear clear cut chances. Obviously, Sunny tried to take on the keeper, just got it a little bit wrong, and then the keeper made a great save from Denny's uh, when Sunny played him in. So you know, one nil if we if we score both of those. Obviously, the game's uh, pretty clear. But um, that you're playing against the top side, you have to take your chances, and we had. More than enough to win the game, but um, yeah, it won't be. We have to look back and see what we can do better. But uh, overall, it was a great performance from the boys, a real hard working performance. And like I said, I think it's a very good side. First goal at home in the league for you this season. Is that a relief, or perhaps on another day, could you be going home with a match ball? Yeah, it's obviously, uh, no, it's obviously nice to score. Obviously, it's been a few games since, since I scored, especially here at home in the Premier League. So uh, that was nice. And um, But for sure, yeah, there was a couple out there that uh, on another day I could have taken. So uh, part and parcel of being a striker, you dust yourself down and, and get ready for the next one. Now, you were brought to the challenge on Andy Robertson. When the tackle was made and the ref's coming towards you, in your mind, are you thinking, I could be in trouble here? No, no, definitely not. I thought it was a, a strong tackle, but I thought uh, I won the ball. Obviously, I haven't seen it back, but um, you know, when you're playing against top sides and, and you're fighting for points all over the place, sometimes it's going to be strong tackles. And um, that if They've obviously checked it. Uh, it stayed as a yellow card, and, and, and we move on. Would you have understood had it been red? Had no, said, you didn't no I haven't seen it back, but uh, from on the pitch, um, it didn't feel like it. And then even uh, Andy on the on, on the pitch said, "I just caught my foot. I don't think it was a foul." So uh, obviously, I think sometimes when you slow stuff down in, in football, it makes it look uh, maybe worse than what it is. But that's what VAR is there for. So uh, we got on with the game, and like I say, uh, we we look at the positives and, and what we can do. Uh, in a busy period now. Today was probably the toughest opponent you've had since Antonio Conte came to the club. So it was probably a really good measure of the progress you've made. What would you say? What did we see there? Yeah, I think there's definitely progress. I think um, from obviously uh, the, the performances before uh, Conte was in and, and since, obviously, we built up a good momentum in the league. We've picked up some good results. But yeah, like you said, today was probably the toughest toughest game we've had against the, the toughest opponent. Um, I thought we done well. Like I said, we, we created more than enough chances. Um, of course, always disappointing when you can see goals. But after going two one down, it was nice to bounce back as quickly as we did. It showed great character, and you know uh, the boss brings great passion, great energy. We've been waiting for this game for a couple of weeks now, obviously with with the game being cancelled. So uh, it was nice to get out there and, and feel, feel feel that feeling again. Yes. So that is Harry Kane giving us this impression of his first goal of the league season, as well as that 2-2 draw with Liverpool. We'll be hearing from Jürgen Klopp and what he also thinks of that game. Let's take his feedback. Fantastic spectacle. Great game of football. Well, that's not what I saw. I saw a big fight from my side. So in the first half, a good game of, of, of um, my team.
my team second half not exactly as good because I think we felt the intensity um, of the last few weeks and um, the opponent got pretty much like finished warming up after the first half let me say like this all of a sudden they were they, they look fresher um, yeah but of course scoring the second goal is great um, conceding the second not so much it's a it's a, a good pass um, and Ali saved our life in, in similar situations a couple of times because obviously we had we changed we changed um, um, complete midfield. These passes should not be that simple, but it happened. And um, and then you need a goalie, uh, offensive-minded goalie, and he was there. Um, in that moment, he missed the ball, and that's why they can score their second goal. Um, yeah, but there was a lot of other things, obviously, which were pretty influential in this game. Um, but um, some of these questions are probably better to ask Mr. Tierney, what he thinks. Well, if I can ask you first and foremost, Harry Kane's yellow card, who was it? Should have been stronger? It's a bit, yes, definitely. I think, oh, okay, we can we can say, we can give Robo a red card. That's not the smartest challenge of his life, that's how it is. Um, but that's definitely a red card. But now people will say, but his leg is in the air, but it's just pure coincidence. And Harry cannot judge that, and Robo's leg is on the ground. Then it's a broken leg, no doubt about that. So there are no two. And now it's a question: Why isn't so? We have an we are sitting there, and he thinks. Have a look again at the Robertson situation. Fine, that's what he's there for. Well, what did he do in, in that situation? And the penalty situation with Diogo Jota. Mr. Tierney told me he thinks Diogo stops uh, on purpose because he wants the foul. First and foremost, if you want to shoot, you have to stop because you cannot run and shoot in the same moment. So that will always be helpful if you would have played football yourself in the past. But when you see the situation back, and again, the VR is there, where is, where is he stopping? It's just a two players cleaned the six yard area with, um, with two challenges against one player and the players down. And that's really, I don't understand that. But in the end, it's fine that the draw is okay and all these kind of things. We are not that crazy that we think we can't draw in Tottenham. That's that's fine. Um, but these situations are crucial. They're, they're, they're decisive situations. So come on, this is super play. Super play. I think Nabi played the pass. Great vision. First touch, good. And then somebody finished the situation off in a not really football legal way. And um, and the ref and the VR doesn't say a word. I have really no idea what, what his problem is with me. Honestly, I have no idea. I have no problem. I think in the beginning, I had some, I was a bit more emotional during the games, but it's not allowed in a situation like this to be a bit more, because I had nothing with Mr. Marin. It was all fine, but he obviously felt, I don't know what he felt in that moment, and comes over and gives me a little card, which is fine. But I would have preferred the right decision on, on the pitch. Is that... The biggest frustration for you, the inconsistency. Of the rest of yeah, 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 of course. But not the of other. course, of course. That's, just, that's how it is. Look, our situation is already. The situation for no football club is easy, but uh, because we have all that, they come back from, from, from um, quarantine. We have our complete midfield, midfield which played the last few weeks. We have our, we're the best centre half in the world in quarantine and all these kind of things. And we lose our captain um, on match day. Um, and all this kind of, that's not that's not easy. So you can't expect now, Ari, that we play the best football game of the season. You have to fight through it. And that's what the boys did. I'm really happy with that. Um, but just, you need just an objective ref who sees the situations and judge them and not like, like opinions. And when he told me that he, he thinks he's, he, he stops on purpose, that's incredible. He had, the be- he had the best spot on the pitch. He was eight yards away. He doesn't give it to him. I said, I said, we have to ask him what's his problem is with me. We started the day talking about the difficult the situation at the moment with what's going on as well. There's a meeting this week at the Premier League, and I believe there's a call as well, which involves the managers too. And you also said, look, you know, we'll try and play football, we'll do what we can, we just need a bit of help. Right That's now. how it is. What, what, do you need, what would help? What do you need? Of course, we have de-stressed, uh, or what is that? Um, with, um, so we play now Wednesday. We play then, I think, Sunday and Tuesday. It's not possible. We don't have the players. We have to. We, we, we need to think about. It can happen probably that we have another case or two. So the players go all in quarantine, and then all of a sudden we can we can play one game, but not the next game. So just we have to think about this. It's not. We cannot just push it all through. We have we have obviously um, different opportunities. First and foremost, 
take away the second semi-final of the of the Carabao Cup. Do it away. It's already just play once wherever you want to play it. I don't care if whoever goes there. We are not qualified, obviously yet. Um, but it, that's like. It's like, oh my God, it's a shadow when you look up front and think, oh my God, you play there. And then if you win, then you have to play there as well. And all these kind of things. So, and 26 and 28, that's really not, that's not possible. I can say if, if we can play through, I don't know, maybe we wake up tomorrow morning and have a lot of cases and we cannot play anyway. But we would prefer to play, but we need then help with the fixtures. So like you cannot then have a look how they get through this. Today you could see it. It's, uh, I think I'm not sure who said it. Maybe Eddie Howe said it. It's maybe unfair. Some players, some teams lose players, and other teams don't lose players. It's a bit of a lottery. Um, and then, uh, yeah, again, we try everything we can, but then you have to be lucky with, with when you get Corona or what. That's because now you have it, and your game is cancelled. Thomas, I saw the bench today from from Chelsea. Come on. He has to play Kovacic. He comes back from a long-term injury and all these kind of things. As far as it's exactly the same, Millie and 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 Navi didn't play for for ages, 90 minutes today. Both through. I, I don't I have to ask them if they are ready for Wednesday. And then Tyler Morton, but he's looked fine, but he had a yellow card. That's why we have to take him off. So in all these things, that's what we are thinking about. So there is a big there's a big thing we have all to talk about. Can we carry on or not? But if we carry on. We cannot just carry on like usual and think, and let's have a look who can play and who cannot play. No, then the teams who can play need to have help from the schedule. So you'd rather try and carry on, but obviously you need help and understand. I, I see, the, I see the, the, the problem. We have the different problems. I, I know if we don't play anymore and say, now we have a break. I'm fine with that as well. That's not my right. issue. Not I, I'm, no, I'm absolutely fine with that as well. It's just I know the problem. When do you want to play the games? It's not so easy to find now spaces wherever you can then fit it in there. For teams who are not in international football, there might be a few spots where you can play. But when you play international football, um, then then you are pretty much full until end of May. Um, we said before Corona, it's a bit busy. Um, and it's, uh, we just cannot, the people obviously cannot get enough from football or, or, or the, the money they, they get. Nobody stepped this a little bit back so far. And now Corona gives us a proper a proper punch and tells us, OK, you cannot carry on like this. And that's um, what we have to consider as well. Yes, that is Jogging Klopp expressing his overall concern with the current COVID outbreak in the Premier League and the load schedule, schedule of the teams, the games, a game that was also played against Tottenham. He had some reservations against some of the decisions the referee took and all. And those were his responses and his feedback on that game. I'll also be taking you to the Italian Serie A and the Spanish La Liga to know more on what happened. But first, let me brief you on the results from match day 18 in the Italian Serie A. Lazio beat Genoa by three goals to one. Inter Milan beat Salitana by five goals to nil. Atlanta lost by four goals to one to Roma. Bologna lost 2-0 to Juventus. Calgary were beaten by four goals to nil by Udinese. Florentina drew 2-2 with Sassulu. And talking of Florentina, I'm also going to give you a record that was broken in that game. Spazia drew 1-1 with Empoli. Sampdoria 1-1 with Venezia. Torino beat Helena's Verona by a goal to nil. And Milan-Napoli ended 1-0 in favor of Napoli. Duzan Vlahovic has the most Serie A goals in a calendar year and ties Cristiano Ronaldo's record that was set in the 2019-2020 league season. Duzan, in 42 games, has scored 33 goals. He's just 21 years of age. What an impressive record. How is the league table looking like? Inter Milan are currently first with 43 points. 
Napoli second with 39 points. AC Milan third with 39 points. Atlanta fourth with 37 points. And Roma fifth with 31 points. Sixth is Florentina with 31 points. Seventh is Juventus with 31 points. That is a very tight league table with the average points between the second place team and the seventh place team is just about five points and six points difference. That is how competitive the Italian Serie A is. Who are the top goal scorers in the Italian Serie A? Duzan Vlaovic is first with 16 goals after match day 18. Second is Lazio's Immobile with 13 goals. Simeone is third with 12 goals. That is, he plays his club football with Verona. Martinez is fourth with 11 goals. And Zapata is fifth with nine goals. That is of Atlanta. And Jao Pedro of Kegari, also fifth with nine goals. And Jekko is seventh with eight goals. And Berardi of Sassolo is also seventh with eight goals. Those are the top scorers after match day 18 of the Italian Serie A. Let me give you the highlights of that game. Florentina Sassolo. Viola are flying towards a European placing and after three straight league wins, start favourites against the Nero Verdi, who despite enjoying a five-match unbeaten streak, are still in the bottom half of the table. Ventura. It's Torreira now in the box. And the shot tapped away by Consigli and Martinez Cuartes efforts with the header. Away goes Fratesi. Trying to make up for his error. Scamaca now in space. Scamaca! He makes no mistake in trilling the ball in the bottom corner. From outside the box, Scamacca gives Sassuolo the lead. Ball quickly away to Raspadori. Inside now, Fratesi! 2-0 Sassuolo! An assist and a goal for Davide Fratesi. Corner to Fiorentina, Piraghi. All allowed to drop it falls to Callejon, the deflection and Consigli. Nico Gonzalez finds Pinaghi, they're flooding forward now. Cross at the far post, Milenkovic, Consigli again. Callejon from the corner. Another effort and Consigli. Here's Vlaovic now, one-on-one, Vlaovic in the roof of the net. Dujan Vlaovic continuing his record-breaking run. He's cut back the deficit here. Another ball given away now as it's in the middle for Vlaovic. Bonaventura surely, his effort blocked, and then Bonaventura, Torreira! Fiorentina a level. 61 minutes gone. The Uruguayan gets on the score sheet. His first goal for Fiorentina. So that is the highlight of that game between Florentina and Sassolo, where Duzan Vlahovic tied Cristiano Ronaldo's record of most goals scored in the Italian Serie A since 1960 i'll give you the results of match day 18 in the spanish la liga celta beat espanol by three goals to one rayo valcano beat deportivo alaves by two, two goals to nil real sociedad lost 3-1 to Villarreal. barcelona beat elice by three goals to two sevilla beat Atletico Madrid by two goals to one. Granada beat Mallorca by four goals to one. 
Athletic beat Real Betis by three goals to two. Gatafe beat Osasuna by a lone goal. And Real Madrid drew with Cadiz. And Lavente lost by three goals to four against Valencia. And how is the league table looking like? Real Madrid cut short their eight-point lead on the league table with that draw against Cadiz and Real Madrid after match day 18. Are top with 43 points and 24 goals difference. Sevilla are second with 37 points and 16 goals difference. Real Betis are third with 33 goals and 11 goals difference. Fourth is Rayo Valcano with 30 points and eight goals difference. Atletico Madrid are fifth with 29 points and eight goals difference. Real Sociedad, sixth with 29 points. And Valencia, seventh with 28 points and plus four goals difference. Barcelona, they are eighth with 27 points and plus seven goal difference. I'll wrap up, before I wrap up with the show, Pep Guardiola had this to say about some of the behavior of his players off the field. And I'll give you the details. Pep Guardiola has warned his Manchester City players about off-the-field behavior at Christmas after Jack Relish and Phil Folding were reportedly pictured in a nightclub and then dropped for the clash at Newcastle. And this is what Pep Guardiola had to say. It was not rotation. I decided on this team because they deserve to play today. These guys, not the other ones. At Christmas time, I, play a, I pay a lot of attention to behavior on and off the pitch. And when off the pitch is not proper, the players are not going to play. That is Pep Guardiola on the changes he made to his starting 11 after Sunday's win against Newcastle. And if you, if you see Manchester City and Pep Guardiola breaking the records in the English Premier League, then now you know why he's doing that. And you know that seven of the last 10 seasons, the winning teams from the Premier League at Christmas have gone on to win the league. The three that didn't win the league after topping the table during Christmas is all Liverpool. And let me give you the background. For 2021-2022 league season, Manchester City are currently top of the league table as we approach Christmas. 2020-2021, Liverpool were top of the league table as at Christmas and the winner of the league was Man City. 2019-2020, Liverpool were top of the Premier League table and went on to win the league that season. 2018-2019, Liverpool were top of the Premier League table, yet Manchester City went on to win the Premier League that season. 2017-2018, Man City were top of the Premier League table as at Christmas and went on to win the league that season. 2016-2017, Chelsea were also on top as at Christmas Day and went on to win the league that season. Leicester City, the year they won the league for the first time in 100 years also, they were top as at Christmas Day and went on to win the league. 2014-2015, Chelsea were also top of the Premier League table as at Christmas Day and went on to win the league. And 2013-2014, Liverpool, yes, they were top of the Premier League table as at Christmas Day, yet Manchester City went on to win the league that season. And 2012-2013, Manchester United were top of the Premier League table as at Christmas Day and went on to win the league. So the last seven of the ten seasons, most teams that top the Premier League table as at Christmas have gone on to win the league. The three teams, the only three teams 
the only third time teams have not won the league as at Christmas was all done by Liverpool. Liverpool are not able to keep their consistent performance. They, they get held up with the pressure. On this note, we'll wrap up with today's episode and the last set of games for 2021 across the top five leagues in Europe. Today is the 21st day of December in the year of our Lord. Four days to Christmas, nine days until the end of the year. It's been great coming your way with today's 14th episode of the UEFA Champions League show. I want to say a big thank you to my cherished listener, Araba, for always joining the episode. To many of you who also listen after publishing this post, I'm also very grateful. But don't forget to, to, to subscribe and to tell a friend and to tell a friend to also subscribe and to join the fun and excitement. As we get ready to say goodbye to 2021, I look forward to many, many more exciting episodes with you all in 2022. And in 2022, I'll be bringing a lot more news and excitement your way. And I'll be featuring some of your most exciting players, coaches on this platform. It's the reason why you must encourage your friends. You must share the good news with your loved ones to subscribe and hit the notification button to join the show. It's been great coming your way. Until same time next week, it's bye for now.